eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. My name is Lawrence Holmes. This is my podcast. We do fun stuff. Sometimes we go off the beaten path a little bit. And today is one of those days. April 21st, 1989. The Game Boy was launched in Japan. Nintendo launched the Game Boy in Japan. And it was my favorite gaming console. So I wanted to spend some time talking a little bit about it and what it meant to to have a Game Boy back in the day and how fun it was and how it made car rides and family events that much easier. I just know that anytime that you were able to, you had enough battery life and all that good stuff, you're sitting in the back of the car, like going into your own world. There are some people who think that that's a bad thing because maybe it means you're less connected to the world than you actually are. I just know that it took me to a fun place. It took me to a fun place where all I was concerned about was what was going on on the Game Boy. And I used to have all those cartridges, those little teeny tiny cartridges, and I just thought, man, this is amazing. This is the future! So... I wanted to invite one of my friends on. Marcus Lashock is a reporter and anchor for WGN Chicago, WGN America. He does a dope podcast on roller coasters, which we're going to talk about a little bit in this episode, too. But I wanted to talk with him about the significance of the Game Boy. And so we geeked out a little bit. Enjoy. Now, part of the reason that I wanted to talk to you is that the, the Game Boy turns 30. This week, I can remember, and I, I told you on Twitter, I can remember being in the backseat of the car, being 13 years old, having my parents drive me around, and that thing kept me engaged into everything. I I absolutely love it. I think it, it's my favorite gaming system. So what did you? What did you play? What was the impact of the Game Boy on you? I was just thinking about that. Uh, like, what was my... I remember Tetris. I remember Dr. Mario. 
uh, I didn't play Pokemon as much as a lot of people did. I know Pokemon was like the, the two best sellers on the Game Boy were Tetris and Pokemon. I think that the, um, that the Pokemon thing is a little younger than us because I, I agree. I, I don't have any any real recollection of wanting to play it or or even remember playing it at all. I think we just missed it. I think we just it was just after us. And so I kind of missed that. Dr. Mario, I remember playing a lot, but like Tetris was the jam. What did you play? Like, did you have a game on there that was like your game? Yes. Yes. I spent hours. There was this NBA game that they had on there. I want to say it was NBA All-Stars and Uh you could, you could do one-on-one games and you could do like a three-point shooting contest. And I remember. I remember that. The three-point shooting game. I do remember that now. So I would always be like Kelly Trapuca. It's like all these like (laughs) great like like NBA names and stuff. And I would play that thing for hours in different matchups. And you're like, and you know, the whole thing was, you know, Jordan was never in a game. So you had to figure out ways to like to, 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 bring your favorite ballers into a game and you're picking the best three point shooters and you're learning more and more about, about the NBA, like playing it. So for me, it was a perfect like nexus between my, my video game geek and my sports geek. Right. And think about like where we are now with our phone, right. And the gaming on the phone, the Game Boy was really the first thing that broke that. Like there had been other handheld gaming things i think nintendo even had something before the game boy but it wasn't a hit but this thing i mean this thing sold i think i looked it up like 118 million units or something so like it was everywhere game boy and i had game gear after that like the color sega's version of yes um i had a game gear i was way into that because it had a lot of the sega games because i was a big like sega genesis person and all that so it's kind of like taking genesis on the road um, but that was really like the Game Boy was the thing that, that and then you had Game Boy Color. Um, it really, it really, it really took the video game from the living room and took it everywhere, it took gaming everywhere. And we see that today with mobile gaming and the Switch is like, the Switch is the two worlds, right? It's the Game Boy meets the home console. Yep. And that's why the Switch has been such a gigantic hit because kids and a lot of parents complain about it because you take it anywhere all the time like kids want their switch everywhere now they want their gaming everywhere but um nintendo has been for some of the bumps they've had in the road you know they've been pioneers with a lot of this kind of stuff and it was crazy yesterday was 30 years that the game boy came out in japan it came out in north america a few months after that but i'm sorry august i should say the date april 21st depending on when you're listening to this april 21st was the day that the game boy came out um, in Japan, and then a few months later, it came out in North America. It's crazy. I remember you should be able to trade the, the cartridges because it's nice and small. You know, like you could put it in your backpack. You could take it with wherever you wanted. You could go sit underneath a tree because you needed the shade. Because yeah. they, they, there there could be a light problem every now and again. We well, had to hit the contrast. It had the, it had the contrast knob on the side. Remember contrast? Yes, we had to play around with that quite a bit, especially for the <laughs> for the games I love to play. And you're right about Tetris, like that. That game still is a lot of fun with me, and it's it's quite the metaphor for uh, my life. So so learning those skills early on it was was really tremendous. My cable went out last night, uh, and and I ended up just plugging in. I have the uh, the the hand like the the hand size NES classic. Oh yeah. yeah. And I and I put it in, and I just play games. I play games, and I watch basketball on my phone. 
And I thought about us having this conversation like that was 13-year-old me where I was just sitting in front of a TV thinking about basketball or baseball or football, playing video games and until the sun went down. And it happened again last night at 43, which was very um, both fun and, um, I guess, troubling for some people, but not troubling for me. I had a blast. What I love about that NES Classic, and a lot of people complain about this, was the the controllers have cords. Yes. And it's like, and my kids, and same thing, we plug that in to the TV, and me and my kids, we sit there like I did. You sit there, you're way too close to the television, <laughs> you're corded in, you're sitting on the floor, you know, uh, with your legs crossed, and you're looking up at the TV playing playing the controller, like playing the game, and everyone in the living room is watching because we're all taking turns playing Mario or whatever. And it's like this social thing where nobody's buried in their phone, like in their own world. They're all, we're all sitting together, taking turns, playing way too close to the television, doing all this. It's just like, it takes you back to that time. I'm glad they did that. I know that you love roller coasters. I know that's become a thing at Channel 9. But what made you go, let's put this all in one place to talk about it? Well, what happened was my news director actually called me into her office and she said, I want you to do a podcast. Of some kind, um, like you, as you know, media companies now all getting on the podcast train. Everybody wants to be in the podcast business. So she said to me, "Like I want you to do a podcast of some kind. Come up with something." And it just seemed like a natural fit to me because I think with any kind of podcast, it's got to be something that you're passionate about, right? Something that you want to talk about. And the neat thing about podcasts is people who are interested in theme parks and travel and things like that, they can go to it and download it. It's not like the WGN News where people are tuning in to see the news. Maybe they're tuning in to see sports where you have to worry about, okay, I've got to appeal to everybody watching here. Whereas with the podcast, when it's a specialized thing, I can talk and get as into the weeds, as geeky as I want with all the stuff that's happening at theme parks everywhere. And then people who are interested in that can come to it and consume it. If they want to, if they don't, then they don't. Um, but that was the thing to me. So it's really, it's really a place for me to – trying to keep the episodes kind of short and each one talking about this, this last week I talked about um, star Wars galaxy's edge. I was out at star Wars celebration that was in town. They had a Disney parks panel there. So I really broke down everything that happened in the panel. These giant star Wars lands are coming to Disney parks this year. It's going to be this gigantic thing that everybody wants to go to. So we talked about that a bit. And in the first episode, we talked about six flags, great America in our backyard and that crazy launch coaster. They have coming. I talked to their community, new communications person from there really talk about everything new going at the amusement park in our backyard. So that's really what I'm doing, and every week it's going to be a little bit different and try to have some fun with it. When did you realize that you were kind of into roller coasters? Not that, that you enjoyed riding them or you enjoy going to theme parks, but it was a passion of yours. Well, I was a kid. I was probably in – it's funny. Like, I was always scared to get on roller coasters when I was a kid. I would go to Great America, and, like, the Wizard was the uh, – Wizard was, like, the – top ride I would go on. I was too scared to ride anything else, but uh, I would always go with my dad, and my dad was very patient with me, but then one time I brought a friend when I was in fifth grade, and my friend was like, we're going on Shockwave. We're going on the biggest ride, and peer pressure is what it took, but the second I went on, I went upside down on a roller coaster, I was hooked. I knew like it was safe, and I was absolutely hooked, and then I was like the geek who was getting every book I could, that going to the library and reading books about coasters and other theme parks and learning about who makes these things and the science behind them. And I was always kind of a nerd with that 
that end of it. And uh, that never really went away. So that was, that's really it. What's the scariest roller coaster you've been on um, as an adult? As an adult. See, I don't get scared ever. Like, I don't ever get scared of anything. I would say that some of the craziest rides to me are um, there's a ride at Cedar Point called Top Thrill Dragster that launches you 0 to 120 miles an hour in less than four seconds. Then you go up 420 feet and 90 degrees, 420 feet, and then you come straight down 420 feet. It's like the closest you'll ever get to being on an aircraft carrier going in a fighter jet. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. The things that these guys are designing, men and women are designing, that what they can do to our bodies, like the, the things that they're figuring out that we can push the limits of intensity and adrenaline rush while still keeping you safe at the same time is crazy to me but that's probably that's probably my top one and the last time i'll just plug this real quick on my youtube channel you can see i went on that and i got a double rollback which means that you go up to the top and you don't make it quite over the top and then you go down backwards and then they have to launch you again and keep launching you until you get over the top of this thing and that's like the pinnacle in the enthusiast world because you get like multiple launches for the same the same ride so it's uh, that was pretty cool. That's on my YouTube channel, so I'll check that out. Okay, so where can people find the podcast? Yeah, the podcast is called Coast in the Country uh, with Marcus Lashak. It's You search for it everywhere. You can search for my name, so search for Coast in the Country. It's on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, SoundCloud. It's on everything. And WGMTV.com slash Coastin as well is where you can just do the podcast. But if you want to see my segments, I'm traveling this week to Toronto to ride uh, the world's biggest dive coaster is opening this week. Uh, so I'm going to ride that this week. So I'll have that on TV. I'll have a podcast on that as well. So that's where you can check all that stuff out. It sounds like it's it's become an easy pitch now because to your news director, that you say, hey, you know, I, I'd like to go check out this roller coaster in Toronto. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It might be a fun story. Yeah, and the video is getting a lot of views and a lot of feedback. And honestly, I'm a pretty cheap date when I go to these places. Uh, it doesn't cost them much money and, uh, I love doing it. So I think that she's like, all right, I've got to sort of appease this guy a little bit. And there's, trust me, there's a lot of stuff she says no to that, that I ask about. And she's like, no, I've got to draw the line on this. I'll allow you a couple of things here and there, but you need to do a real job here as well besides this. But it gets a lot of attention a lot. Everywhere I go, people say something to me about roller coasters and even people who don't, uh, ride roller coasters, I think get something out of it. And as you know, it's even this way in sports, right? If I'm listening to sports radio or I'm listening to a sports podcast and they're talking about a sport I don't watch or I don't know about, if they have enthusiasm for it and they have knowledge about it and they're enthusiastic enough, I'm interested. Like if you can make that interesting to people to watch or to listen to, then people will come to it, I think. So that's what I try to bring to it. Are you going to have you been able to convince any of your colleagues to go with you on these roller coaster rides? Well, Robin rode Goliath with me at Great America. That's the last time she'll ever do that. So that was I got her to do that. Um, Pat Tomasulo has talked to me about doing something, uh, but he's so busy with his own show. Uh, but yeah, I've got I've got a bunch of people who really what the one I'm working on is Annabella Ball with our around town in the morning. Oh, she's she would ter- be great at this. She's terrified of roller coasters. Like really, seriously terrified of it. Doesn't not want to go on one, and so it's like that fine line of. You want to have a moment like that where you get somebody to get over their fears, but then at the same time, um, you have to respect people's, 
you know, you, their boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got boundaries for me of things that I won't do. Um, like I don't ever want to jump out of an airplane, but with a parachute, like I don't want to do skydiving. Like there's things that I don't, that I kind of draw the line up, but I, I still like to push my limits, but you have to respect people's boundaries. Right. So I'm kind of working on her just like every once in a while, I'd be like, Hey, like, have you seen this new safety feature on this train? Like, it's really great. And she's like, shut up. Stop talking to me. <laughs> So I'm trying. You got to chip away. You got to chip away nicely, but then where I don't completely annoy her and push her away forever. So working on that. One of the things I love about you is that you have, you're kind of an ultimate geek. That you're, you dip into a lot of different geekdoms where you have the roller coaster thing. I, I know, I know that you're Game of Thrones too, right? So you got Game of Thrones, you've got Star Wars stuff. Uh you're you will go out and watch Avengers. You've got a lot of different geek modalities going on with you. That's a how how difficult is that to juggle? It is difficult and um <laughs> gosh. Yeah, it's really hard. Um the hard the, I, I guess what I like to say is I know a little bit about a lot. Right. I, I watch everything, but I don't I don't dive deep into every as deep into everything as I would like to. Um, like, especially when this Avengers Endgame is coming out. This is where I'm like really reading a lot of, about these characters and their backstories and their comic books and stuff and wishing that like, man, I wish I really spent more time digging into that. And same thing, like, when Game of Thrones is on now, I'm like, wait, what happened in season two? And I talked to all these people who were like, well, I went back over the last year and I watched the whole series three more times. It's like, well, I don't have time for that because I'm, I'm re- reading and watching all this other stuff. So, but I think what's, what's interesting and a part of my job, you know, because I do the trending news on the WGM Morning News, is you, you have to kind of be up on everything pop culture, right? And that's what my, part of my job is to just have knowledge of what everybody's consuming out there, whether it's the stuff that people are seeing in the movies, what they're watching on TV, or it's what your kids are doing with Fortnite, and the YouTube stars that your YouTube creators that your kids are watching on every day on their computers, I try to watch that stuff and learn about all those people. So just so that I have some kind of knowledge about everything that people are consuming out there, it gets it gets a little challenging. But honestly, it, anybody who is working a real job right now would shake their head and be like, "Come on." So that was Marcus Lashock, one of my favorites. He is one of the news anchors and reporters for WGN America, WGN Chicago. He does fun stuff, and he has a great podcast now about roller coasters. So I'm glad that we had the chance to talk about that, and we got the chance to geek out a little bit about Game Boy. It it it's such such a a great gaming system, and I I never thought about it the way that that Marcus brought it up where I guess it was kind of that first like portable thing. And and I remember the evolution of my gaming consoles. I had, I don't know if you remember these, I had the tabletop games. Remember those where they were miniaturized versions of Miss Pac-Man and Galaga and all this stuff. And my parents were nice enough to buy them. You put the double D, the, uh, the D batteries in them. And you played them all the time, and they were incredible. But getting a, a Game Boy, and I held on to that thing like it was gold, like it was absolute gold. And it was just my companion. I read a piece from Aaron Simon, who was actually a guest on the podcast last week, 
and she was writing about how the Game Boy allowed her to have and create like fruitful relationships that were outside of her bubble and that it was a connecting force for her to be able to talk about playing Game Boy. And she was saying how, you know, I was usually the only black person in my class or black person on my soccer team. And the Game Boy was able to help her bridge the gap. So we thought that we'd celebrate it. And also I thought that we would talk roller coasters with Marcus since he is the foremost authority. So if you would like to learn more about Marcus's roller coaster podcast, you should follow him at Marcus Lashock. Okay. L-E-S-H-O-C-K. Marcus Lashock. And if you're a thrill seeker like he is when it comes to the roller coasters, then you're good to go because he comes up with really cool stuff and he goes everywhere to go check out these roller coasters. So you should check it out and you should check out his podcast as well because it's really, really good. And I'm glad that he was able to spend a few minutes with us talking about some of this stuff and really in, in giving us a, an idea of how great roller coastering is. I'm a little surprised that we talked as much as we did about it, but that's the beauty of this podcast. We can go in a lot of different directions. I appreciate you listening. Check us out tomorrow. We'll have something else good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.